Welcome, everybody. You're on Mind Your Biz, and we have the author James Ruvacaba, and um, he wrote The Light Through the Pouring Rain, a real heartfelt book, and he's going to tell us all about it. How you doing, James? Fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be good with all this crazy stuff going on. I want to, right off the bat, I just want to give you, you know, applaud you for your bravery and writing a, a really heartfelt book about your life, and it's uh, very intimate and... Um, a lot of people, you know, don't really understand uh, what you've been through unless they read about it or have been through it themselves. So without really further ado, you know, tell me about a little bit about the book and what provoked you to write it. Sure. So the book is called The Life Through the Pouring Rain. It goes through the trials and tribulations of uh, the relationship with my fiance and I. We went through a, a cancer diagnosis. So we were together for five years and she had cancer for three of them. You know, being a millennial, being in the mid twenties and stuff, there wasn't a, there's not a blueprint. There's not a dummies one-on-one book, how to handle this. You know, there's no real way to navigate. You keep your eyes to the sky. You know, if you use God as your navigator, if you use, you know, hard, whatever you may be to feel you go ahead, you know? So we use God as our navigator because there was no one to turn to. So I go through the raw emotions of the trials and tribulations of, you know, I think everybody understands, you know, the baldness, the sickness, the sick to the stomach, the chemotherapy. But what people don't realize is when you open, when you behind closed doors, it's like, how do you maintain a relationship? How do you maintain the social life, the family life? How do you maintain all these different avenues here? And so I go through those raw emotions there, you know, as a male, you know, uh, having um, myself, you know, I'm not, I'm not a macho man in, the first, in any sense, but, you know, I have tattoos, I have piercings, I have a type of look where, you know, you're judging a book by its cover and no pun intended, you know, people see me and they go, wow, you know, you're a guy like you's opening up like this. I'm like, yeah, because we need to, you know, we, we, every single person here is trying to find peace within themselves. You know, we're all at war with something, you know, we got goals, dreams, we got inner, you know, inner demons, inner battles we're having here. So to let it out is what, you know, I'm advocating here for. So that's what the basis of the story is here. Now, what, what provoked me to write it is that my fiance and I during the process documented a lot of the stuff we were going through, but you know, we had a different vision in mind where, Together, we were going to tell the story. Together, we were going to, not just because we're in our mid-20s, are we an exception? We're not the first, but won't be the last. But we wanted people to know, like, all right, you know what? Behind closed doors, this is the real truth, the real, raw emotion to it. Wow. But unfortunately, she didn't make it. I'm very sorry. So, sorry. you know, to, uh, to yeah, I appreciate that. So to, to put a bow onto it, what, what provoked me to do it was a promise. So uh, in her last moments, I didn't know her last moments were her last moments. So when that, uh, when that you know, opportunity happened, I, I told her in her last words, you know, I love you. I said everything you would tell somebody, but I promised her that I would continue to honor her legacy by telling the story. So what fuels this fire is a promise, you know, so the days I'm tired, the days I'm hurting, I can't, I can't stop because I made a promise to her. And here I am today on the, on the opposite screen of you. So, wow. you know, that's what I'm doing it for. That's a beautiful thing, James. Um, now, a young man like yourself, I'm not going to lie. You, you went through some heavy, real heavy stuff that a lot of young people, I feel like they would have bolted out of the relationship. As, as mean as that sounds, uh, there's grown older people that bolt, but you stayed in it. Like what kept you, you know, you had to anticipate there's going to be a whole lot of horror involved and hurt. What kept you in to, to support her through that, through the whole, you know, the whole journey? Sure. You know, we, uh, in the beginning of the book, I kind of go through the aspect of that. We had a conversation where she was pushing me to the way because we both knew what was to come. 
you knew the the ugliness, the horrors that were to come. But you know, as, as males, you know, as you and I, you know, we we're, we're told not to be too emotional. If we are, keep it to yourself. You know, go discuss it with yourself. Go look in the mirror, talk to yourself, but don't talk to anybody else. So, with that being said, you know, I I was able to understand and I had perspective on what it is when uh, you know uh, most females are more emotionally driven and they're more they're gonna hold their man down, their partner down like an anchor. And I thought to myself, you know, if the shoes had switched, she would have been there for me. She wouldn't have left my side. She would have brought me anything I wanted, you know, and she was doing that previously. And I didn't have the diagnosis. She did. You know, she always held me down. So, you know, in that moment, yeah, I was very blessed to say that I was in sync with the moment. I wasn't out of sight. You know, it wasn't out of hand's reach. I was in the moment. I mentally knew what I was doing. So I said, you know, like, I'm not going to leave your side because I know you would have held me down. So the last thing I'm going to do is do that. And plus, Evan, you're going to be uh, very honest here, you know. If you really think about it, like if I had walked away, it's a lose-lose situation, but I couldn't live with myself knowing that if I walked away and heard, you know, uh, through the grapevine of word of mouth, like, hey, Annabelle had passed away, which is my fiance's name. Like, yeah, Annabelle passed away. Couldn't live with myself. So I was not going to let that happen. So I stayed in the moment. I held her down like an anchor the best I could for three years. Wow. And she sounds, she must be an amazing woman because for you to know what you're getting into and you stayed through that, she had to be worth it. And that, you know, that, that says something. 100, 100%, Evan, I could give you, you know how it is in the, you're in, you're in NYC, you know about the concrete jungle and that's what dating is. Dating is a zoo out there, you know, and uh, I was shielded for that for five years. Even though we were going through a cancer diagnosis, it didn't mean we didn't love each other any less, you know, if anything, we loved each other more. But, you know, as I'm building myself back up and, you know, putting the pieces to the puzzle, so to speak, you know, dating's a zoo. It's crazy out there. It is it is something I wish I never went through. And the best way I could put it, uh, Evan, is that your your parents raise you, your family, whoever it may be, tell you that like, you're trying to find the one, the one. You're the one. You got to find the one. But the thing is, what do you do when you found the one and now they're gone? Now you got to find the two, technically. You know, and it's a hard big shoes to fill for the next person I find. And when I put myself in that position, you know, I'll be more emotionally ready. You know, I'll I'll have a better perspective on things. But currently. You got to build the brand up and get the story out, you know, but hey, that kind of, that jungle out there in dating is, is different. You know, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. And that's even prior to even going through this you know, situation, just, we could have had a whole podcast on dating, you know, but to be honest with you, it, it's crazy. So to find myself in the situation to try to put one foot in front of the other and continue to try to build and grow. And especially, you know, down the line, try to open myself up again and love is it's, it's, it's a tall task, you know, it's a hard drink of water to take, but you know, it is what it is, you know, and it's not to brush it off. It's just, you got to accept it. You got to accept it. Yeah. It's, it's real tough, but you know what? I mean, I think she made, she made you a better man. And I think in the end, the result is you are a, a better man and you're already doing things you'd never do before. I mean, you, you, you damn wrote a book, man. You're, she's already inspired you to do things you, you would have never done. So you're a changed man already. Yeah, you know, it's uh, she, she gave me a lot of game. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I think we find somebody that uh, we look, we look for certain qualities and certain attributes in our partners. A little bit of yourself. You try to find somebody who's gonna push you forward and not pull you back. And she did everything but that. And not only did she do that, she accepted me for the man that I am. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna sugarcoat. I'm a grum child. I still watch wrestling. I still watch. Uh, you know, I find myself watching anime. I still watch cartoons here and there. You know, I'm a grown child, you know, I still do, I, I just grew a little, I got 
a growth spurt technically, but that's it. You know, my, my challenge mentality is still there. You know, I'd like to still have fun and keep things light, but in what world do we live in? Would a, a female accept you to do any of those things? Some, some males would keep that to themselves. You know, was tucked that away in the closet. You never tell somebody about that, but she said she was a wrestling fan herself. Wow. She put me on to a lot of things that, yeah, a lot of wrestling. She's put me on to animes, cartoons, a certain perspective to keep things light. So she was everything and more under the sun, uh, you know, and I knew she was the one from out the gate, you know, and to, uh, one of the proudest moments of my life was to bring her home to my mom and say, mom, this isn't Annabelle. This is the one. And to say that out the gate is it's a home run. It's a great feeling. You never, you, I anticipated this feeling one day in life, but to say I was one of one, mom, I'm batting a thousand. And to come back from that, that's what makes the, tra- the story even more tragic. It does. Wow, man. So tell me about the process. How hard was it to write the book? How hard is it to write a book? Sure. You know, with the, with the pandemic is the reason why I was even, I was presented the opportunity to even write the book. So I had made the promise to her two years earlier, you know, I built myself back up, went through the process, went through the ups and downs. And um, I just started to, as I was working, I used to work in the special ed community. So I used to get back to special needs. My sister used to have disabilities and unfortunately she passed away 15 years ago. So as an oath to that, I I devoted my time to get back to the community because, you know, I saw doctors, nurses, staff, employees, and my parents too as well. They held her down, but I saw the ins and outs of that community. So I was like, you know what? They prolonged my sister's life, so let me get back to that community and help out. So that was my background prior to writing. So as I was, you know, working in that field and I, I did a little personal training on the side, I would daydream constantly like, what would be the perfect case scenario for you to write this book? You know, you tell yourself mentally, you know, if I got paid a million dollars and stay at home, I'll do it. You know, you make believe scenarios, but in all honesty, that's what COVID did. You know, I'm not saying I got a million dollars, but what I'm saying is that, you know, I had the opportunity to have, to be able to still provide for the family and stay at home. So with that being said, with the, I was in the two fields that happened to be taken out by COVID first. You know, I was in special ed and the gym and those, both those uh, areas closed in California by like February. So I was already unemployed by that point. So, you know, like everybody, I treated COVID like a vacation the first two weeks. I was like, oh, I'm just going to relax, eat. I was eating Pop-Tarts and washing it down with Oreos. So I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this, you know? And then uh, I just kept walking by the mirror. And I was like, man, James, you got to do something. You got to do something. And eventually, you know, I uh, was like, all right, let me just start walking. Start walking and walking. So I made a routine. Because I tried initially to try to write, but you get that writer's block, you're like, what do I start? But if you use the endorphin high from a workout, you're you're on cloud nine. You're you, It's free-flowing in the mind. So I took advantage of it. So I just walked, try to lose weight, and then just write. Uh, every single day, I just try to say, you know, let me get a chapter a day. Sometimes some of the chapters would be a little bit too hard-hitting. So I'm like, you know, let me pull it back, maybe a couple sentences, a couple paragraphs. But, you know, uh, like yourself, I'm hard hardworking go-getter, like never satisfied. I have to complete it. If I see something, I got to finish the task out. Don't start it if you're not going to finish it. That was the mentality, like you got to go after it. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Next thing you know, Evan, three books later, I was like, oh, I think I got something here, you know? It it was basically like a diary. It just kept home. I just kept using the workout endorphins, the high to fuel the fire, you know? And the promises in the back of my head, you know, the memories are going through, but it's basically just a diary, you know? It's her story from my perspective. And with the other two books, you know, it's about just moving on, you know, basically where I'm at today. So, you know, it was free flowing. You know, it's, it's crazy that COVID presented it, how the stars aligned on this one. Wow. That's great, man. I love that you just you just sprung right into it and you did it. 
And you actually found like a method of writing that I don't think a lot of people know about. I think most people think they have to sit in a quiet room or look at a pond or something and, 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 and be in this ultimate tranquility. But you kind of hit it on the head. Endorphins and, and stimulating yourself and your body, I think it actually gets your mind stimulated. For me uh, as well, I do the same thing. I, I'll run, I'll get on a bike, and, and I get all sorts of things going through my head. So that, that's like creative to me. You got to take advantage of it. You know, I think we're all chasing that high at the gym or boxing, whatever you do, whatever you find yourself doing, even gamers, even whatever your, whatever your passion is, you're chasing that high, you know? So in order to, it's kind of just like a, a hand wrapped gift. It's just like, Oh, here, this is a, take it. And once I got the gift, I was like, Oh yeah, let me use the high. I'm taking that to the top. I'm going to use this to my advantage. And you know, that's what I did. And you know, and I still do it forward. Prior to me hopping on with you, I was just at the gym. I was like, Hey, if I'm going to preach that on the podcast, I got to tell them that I just did it myself. You know, I just literally got done doing it. So, you know, I practice what I preach here. That's beautiful, man. So um, has it been difficult in the distribution and, and the selling of the books? Because that's a lot of work in itself. That's a whole nother business of like trying to get your word out, trying to get your book out, trying to get the story out. You know, the education of it is is actually really important, not just the story. It, there's a lot to learn. So. How are you getting the message out? How are you getting the book out? Sure. So, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this little background story. I wrote it. I, you know, if, if you believe in God, if you're religious, not, I could tell a story either way, you know, and who am I to judge? You know, it's each his own. So the way I navigated it was I wrote the book and I was like, I don't know, just a little voice in my head, intuition, you know, it could be faith, whatever you believe in, you know, it's what works for me. So, I was reading a book and a cartoon style, the name jumped out of the book I was reading. The author's name jumped out like the Looney Tunes eyeballs. It jumped out. I was like, okay, who is this person? So I looked her up and I was like, oh man, she is the real deal. You know, so uh, I'm not encouraging this, but this is what I did. You know, I happened to uh, go onto the website and didn't find any contact information. No contact. I was like, all right, you know what? It is what it is. On to the next one. Uh, and you know, Instagram and social media, they get these bot pages. So I went on a vacation, came back on Monday and I saw that she had followed me on Instagram. I was like, oh, these Instagram bots are so good. How do they know I was looking for her? I was like, this has got to be fake. And uh, one thing led to another, and it was really her. So I said, hey, you know, shoot or shoot. I got to shoot my shot right here. And I hit her with the most generic, probably you've heard it a million times, answer, like, I got a book that will change the world. That was the DM sent it. I was like, James, come on, man. You got, she's probably seen this a million times. Every business person's heard that a million times. So I was like, all right, be real. I heard a podcast. I heard, she said, I don't write books. I tell real life stories. Boom. Got it. So a researcher did that. Heard the, heard the clip and I sent it back to her and I said, there's going to be nothing more real life than this story you hear. And you know, I had the little anxiety, you know, I got the, the risky text. I threw the phone across the room. I was like, I don't want to see it. Immediately jumped on the bed, grabbed the phone and I saw her typing. I was like, Oh man, either she's going to make my dream come true or she's going to crush me right here. Either way, it's an answer. And she's like, let me hear it, you know? And one thing led to another and we, she gave me all the game. She gave me all the game and she put me under her wing. Um, but she did, you know, it's very hard to find genuine people in the business sense, you know, and, and respectfully you both, you want to find business with somebody that you both benefit from. But you know, I know, you know, it better than I do that you run into people who are just for themselves. She was so good to me. And, you know, I was so blessed by her, by God for her, because, 
she said, you know what, I could do all these things for you, but on the back end, you could make so much more, more money if you stay independent. So I'm going to give you the game. I'm going to give you my resources, do what you want with it. And I was very blessed for her. And uh, it was a quick turnaround. I'm not exaggerating. It was about one month turnaround from the day I wrote the book to the day I contacted her to all the information, the cover, the editor, everything happened a month. So, you know, it was, it was a blessing. So now that's the backstory to how I do it now is that, you know, I, I had the hunger, but I just didn't have a blueprint. So I looked, I had no one to turn to, you know, I'm a, I'm a Hispanic heritage. We don't usually typically, we don't typically get an author as a, as a goal. We don't, that's not, we just put our head down, work hard. That's it. We, no one's ever told me like, you know what, James, you're going to be an author. That doesn't happen. Let's be realistic. <laughs> it's just go work hard, you know? And I have a family that loves to support me. I could have been at McDonald's. I could have been, you know, flipping burgers and they would have been happy as could be as long as I worked. So I was by myself. I was on this island. So I tried and tried, you know, miss, you know, you, you're not going to succeed without failures. And I constantly failed. I didn't sell any books for weeks, you know, family and friends support as much as they possibly could, you know, but it's just one day. And this is how I use God as my navigator. And this is how I continue to do it now because it was almost a year later that I was just sitting on my bed talking to my mom about to quit. I was like, mom, you know, I did it. I did. I, I've released the book. I came through on a promise. I just, I exhausted all my resources. I sunk all my money into this. Right when I was about to quit, I get an email saying, Hey, you know, we've been researching you for all this time. Are you interested in going on tour with us? I was like, Oh no, this has got to be, this has got to be spam. Got to be spam. And I started researching and, you know, legitimately Evan one, it was like a domino effect. They, they opened the floodgates and it just one after another opportunity after opportunity, you know, I just grinded. I just grinded. I met the blessing halfway. This is the blessing. I had to put the work in the meeting, and that's where I find myself at today. Wow, that's a great, that's a great true story. I uh, hope people get the, the resilience out of that. You know, not only was it hard to write a book, you never were an author. You know, you seeked out help, which is nearly impossible, but you you seeked it out. You found it. But you know, obviously, there's some blessing, there's some luck, whatever you want to call it, but. You did you you did the hard work, man. You went through a a real you know a real tragic story. You turned it into something positive. I mean, man, it's just a beautiful thing all the way around. And I, and I could see you, you know, mentoring other new authors to to share their story. So I think I'm sure that's in your in your future, uh, if it already you know if it isn't already right you know there. It's a, it's a part of the plan. You know, I, I had to be very realistic for the times we live in. We live in a, a time where everybody has their two cents, has their opinion. Everyone's check your credentials. Everybody's doing this, that, and the other to kind of fact check each other. You know, I, I prepare myself for the, the worst that could come out of this. I, you know, I figured that people will poke holes into the logic of faith and God. How could you look? How could you, how could you keep your eyes to the sky when God's the one who took your, your beyond? The, I, I, I figured I prepared myself for the absolute worse and the ugliness of this world you know i had to i had to prepare myself for that so there was nothing that was going to shock me or there's nothing still in the future that could shock me but that being said i had to counteract the negativity with the positivity and say this is the level i plan on taking this story to i before i even put the book out, i said you know what this book is going to translate to the big screen the movies it could translate to netflix the small screen because there's a story to be told and it's not and I was already building tragedy to try and prior to me and my fiance. My fiance is a catapult, so to speak, where she just launched me to that much higher of an atmosphere that I'm like, man, that's another ounce of pain I have to deal with. The more you go through, the more you can help people out. Mm -hmm. 
Right. You know, I'm not doing backflip saying, you know what, I'll, I'll relive it again, but it is what it is. And here I am, you know, I got to make the best of it right. to continue to honor her. So, you know, I anticipated the best and those are, I have so many expectations. We could do a whole podcast on expectations of what I plan on accomplishing, you know, and I would be, I would love to hear what you have planned too, you know, but for another day, you know, for another day, but I prepared myself for the positivity and the negativity in this situation. So, you know, I have aspirations and goals to reach here. And continuously, you know, I put ten toes down, one foot in front of the other, and just dig my heels in and just continuously move forward to push the story out. Wow, that's a beautiful thing. And that was my next question, actually, was, you know, how do we get this on TV, man? How do we get this on Netflix? Oh, man, you know, uh, my, my best answer, as I say here presently, you know, on the opposite side of you, is that uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the legwork in. I'm going to build the brand up as high as I possibly can. I'm going to build my character up. I'm going to build that I could, you know, I'm going to showcase my talent, you know, and I, I want to give you a quick back. So I don't have the, the reason why this translates so well is because I don't have a, a writing background. I actually, not only did I work in special ed, I was actually in special ed classes. I wasn't a philosopher. I wasn't a thinker. I wasn't like, I got an A plus on every single paper I ever wrote. I probably have the furthest credentials than anybody, but what I do have, is the people person skills and the hunger, the mentality, you know, the go get it attitude. This, those are the things that cannot be taught in the in the textbooks. They cannot be taught in classrooms. You know, it's not to knock it because I was in the I was in the classroom setting myself. So you know, one plus one, there's room for that. People need to know that. But the hunger and the dedication is the character, and that's what I have is character and hunger and drive and the articulation and the people person skills. So, you know, it's. I'm continuously going to keep grinding and me, my blessing halfway. If anybody was to see this, Hey, I'm happy to talk. If anybody, if it's not time for me to put the story out or translate to the big screen, I'm going to continue to put the work in. It's not going to discourage me. I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. You know, I'm going to, as I always, you know, as I've been told from my mom, you know, and that's my mentor right there, you know, God is never early and he's never late. He's always right on time. So if I was meant to be on Netflix yesterday, I would have been there. If I was meant to be on it during this podcast, I would, or if I'm meant to be on it tomorrow, I'll be ready as well. You know, you don't have to get ready. I stay ready. So that's where I'm at today. That's beautiful, James, man. I love you, man. I love your spirit. I love the positivity. You turned a real, you know, a real nightmare into something that can be helpful to people uh, to get through some hard times. So, again, I applaud you. I think you're going to be successful at whatever you do. you got a great attitude and uh, you're definitely a role model for, for a lot of people. So I hope you keep doing your thing. You keep grinding. Keep that positivity, man. I see I see you, you know, mentoring. I think you can help a lot of people, man. You know, I, I appreciate the kind of words. You know, I think uh, you like yourself, when you when you put your head down to the floor and you're just grinding constantly, you never did it for no positive reinforcement. You never did it for a pat on the back, a high five. So, you know, as you're grinding and grinding, you just already have the expectation, like, you know what, no one's gonna see this. You know, uh, you're you prepare in silence so you're ready for the the, the loudness and the audience you, you work by yourself so that you're prepared for the stage the you know the crowd so you know it's always refreshing to hear some you know positive feedback you know for someone like yourself it doesn't go by the wayside you know uh we didn't have a prep meeting say you know what, evan can you please say this anytime so i genuinely you know appreciate the kind words no man this, this, this is great and um i want you to tell everybody where they can find your book because there are people going through struggles and they do need to you know, learn from, from another person's experience uh, so they don't, you know, turn into turn it into a bad thing. Sure. You can find me on social media, my name, which is uh, James and Rubicava. 
I'm on almost all social media. I am not on dating websites. I got to say that caveat. I am not on all social media. I'm just on, you know, the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I have my own uh, website as well, uh, which is entitled The Book, The Light Through the Point Rain. You know, I, I provide blogs there. You know, a little tidbits of game and knowledge to pass on, you know, mentalities, perspectives. And, you know, um, you can contact me through there. You can contact me on social media. I have a newsletter on my website. Uh, you have my, I put my email address on there. You know, I'll get back to anybody as soon as possible. But, you know, it, you just never know. I mean, you just never know when it's, it could be someone's last moment. So any way I could help out and get back to the community, get back to the humanity as a whole, you know, I'm right there. You know, any way I could kind of shield people away from pains or going through down the wrong avenue, I'm right there for them. I'll, I'm always one click away, one phone call away, one type of word away. That's beautiful, James, man. Well, I really thank you for coming through and sharing your story. Um, and you're, you're really a, an inspiration. Uh, and I hope people can can really, you know, check out your book or check out your blogs because you're a real positive dude. You've been through some real tragedy and you turned it around. You really did. So thank you for coming through and uh, letting us mind your biz. The biz is